What is up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Beef's Beef. We, what is it, episode 110? The illustrious, the productuous, the flamustuous. You sound like Mike Tyson over here making up words. Well, I, I sound like uh, Ric Flair more than Mike Tyson. I'm just saying making up the words. Yeah. You know, your voice doesn't sound like Mike Tyson, but. No, I can. I'm very good at acting as if I'm doing. You know, I forget what that's called. Voice acting. Character. Voice acting is what yeah. that's called. I am a very great voice actor. I do hear that quite frequently. But before we start, let's get let's get our ad out of the way. Crystal Lackey at Century Mortgage, sponsoring the sponsoring the podcast. By the way, we need to send more stuff out soon to get more people to sponsor us. Uh, but Crystal Lackey, good friend. Our, we finished our season last week. Guess how we finished it? With a loss. With a forfeit of the other team. It was fantastic. We all showed up there, and the other team didn't show up at all. I want my money back. It was it was pretty frustrating. Yeah. That's but, devastating. I mean, the good news is a win is a win. You know what I'm saying? On nah, paper. We would have beaten them, and we'd rather right. play. Right. So, I mean, we had to sit there. And the other, the other thing that, that sucks, but it kind of makes sense, yeah. is your whole team has to be there before you can get the forfeit win. Because whole team, like total amount of players or like, like whole roster? Like you have to turn your lineup in and your team has to be there. Okay, yeah. Which yeah, I guess a good rule. Yeah, but it sucks at the same time because it's like what happens if one person's running late, you know what I mean, but they're going to yeah. be there and then they're not there for it in time and you're like, well. No, what happens if you show up and you're like, oh, they only have three players on their team, they're for sure going to forfeit, and you can't text everybody and be like, hey, don't waste your time, don't waste your gas, yeah. don't come here. We have some people that come from Kentucky to play with us. Yeah, it's like a Parker long comes, drive, whole 12 minutes. No, Parker comes from Hillview. Like, that's a really far distance. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, his drive is a good 25, 30 minutes at least. Yeah, I don't know where Hillview is, to be honest. Hillview's off Preston, not by the movie theaters. But yeah. – Let's get back to this. Yeah, shout out to Crystal Lackey. Thank yes. you again for sponsoring the podcast. Yes. Sorry you had to win with a forfeiture. <laughs> yeah, but uh, hit her up if you need a refinance or if you want to get a uh, if you want to get a mortgage. Five zero two six one five zero seven four three. Check her out online at Century Mortgage dot com backslash C Lackey capital C capital L. Put some respect on the name. <laughs> A-C-K-E-Y. I already yeah. said that, I feel like. No, you said capital C, capital L, then you didn't spell out the rest of her name. Mm. It's been one of those days. Yeah. Uh, but as always, Century Mortgage is an equal housing lender, MNLS number 3925, Crystal Lackey, MNLS number 1735979. And we'd love to hear if you have another classic nickname for her. Because rumor has it she's not enjoying her previous nickname, in which oh, was... Oh, the Laxter is already stuck, bro. You've already done that. I can't say that because I No, don't... the Laxter has stuck because everyone on the softball team calls her that now. Well, you know, I'm glad I can contribute to the softball morale, but I feel bad because I heard she didn't enjoy that. And she hates it. Yeah, that <laughs> was an it. unintentional... You know, if it was somebody who I knew super well and was like, hey, you know, it'd be a funny joke. But now I kind of feel bad about it. No, it's, it's great because you know who runs it into the ground more than anything, right? Who? This you, guy? No, you you know, you can take a guess on who does it. Who's, I'm going to say Mr. Daniel Grimes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. D runs it into the ground more than anybody. Yeah, I can see that. And that Which is good, I love. I love that he yeah. does it. The originator of the power move, that, that is a power move in itself. So not, not shocking or startling to me. But – 
What is shocking and startling to me is the intro. And the intro is a beautiful thing, my friend. And I do love and enjoy this segment. But what we want to start off today with is a little knowledge for you knuckleheads out there. And we're on number 10. We're keeping the tradition and going back in time as we do. And the Roman numeral for number 10 is symboled as an X. Now, I'm sure it's got some specific name to it, right? We're just going to say an X. Now, an X, if you look at it, in design, looks like two Vs. One yeah. forward or Four one. Vs. Well, I, I could see how you could say four Vs. Yeah. But I, I'm going to say two Vs. And the reason why I'm going to say two Vs is because when put together, a V and a V equals 10 because five is the V, right? I never thought of it that way. Yeah. That's pretty good, though. That's just how my brain operates. It's not due to my research. That's just how my brain operates, right? So going on to the next one, to reduce something by one-tenth is defined as to decimate. Now, the reason why that's significant, and this is kind of a cool fact, is in ancient Rome, the killing of one in ten soldiers in a cohort was the punishment for a cowardice or mutiny move. One-tenth of the able-bodied men in a village as a form of retribution was killed, thus causing a labor shortage and a threat of starvation in agrarian societies. That was the toughest word in there, and it's like a seven-letter word. It was kind of difficult. (laughs) But you get the picture. So if if you were a coward, if you were a mutinist, if you partook in mutiny, that's what I'm going to choose to say. You didn't get killed. They killed one out of every ten men in your village. It's kind of disappointing. Now, my question is, in today's society, why can't they kill the women, too? I don't know. Yeah. I think That's a good question. I, th- I am here for the equal rights, and I think in this case they should have been able to kill the women. So I'm standing up for women's rights. Kill the women. Kill the women. <laughs> I guess, yeah. No, okay. Well, I I don't know. I'm just trying to be an equal opportunist. But 10 is also used as the theoretical highest number in topics that require a rating. So I want to give an example of that. So, like, my basketball skill level is about, you know, a 10, and your basketball skill level is about a mm, a zero. I can at least get a one. Okay. I can dribble a ball. Yeah, we, we do want to round up, so we'll give you a one on it. That's yeah. fair. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So 10% of the world is actually left-handed. I'm surprised it's that small of a number. I was thinking the same thing. I would have given it at least 13%. I would have given it more than that, but, I, yeah, I wouldn't have guessed 10. Yeah, I, I was surprised when I saw that, but 10% of the world is considered left-handed. 10 is also the number of provinces in Canada. Shout out to my Canadians out there. Yeah, I love Canada. BJ does not. Mm, I love Toronto. Actually, that's the only real place I've been to in Canada. I don't think I've been anywhere else that I recall. Amateur, I understand. Allegedly. Um, There are (laughs) 10 vowels in the Korean alphabet. So that's shout out to all my Asian listeners, specifically the Korean listeners. How many vowels are there in the American alphabet? You can't think of it. Six. I don't know. I didn't even think of it. I was just trying to. I mean, I'm giving you that because it's sometimes why. Mm. So, 
You know what I didn't want to do there? I didn't want to say a number that made me look extremely stupid. So I didn't even think of any vowels in my head. I just went, you know, rough guesstimation is how many. Well, you hit the nail on the head because it's A-E-I-O-U and sometimes Y. So it would be six. You know, I'm actually pretty decent at Wheel of Fortune. I'm not good at guessing the correct thing. I'm just good at spinning the wheel. That's a skill. And uh, there are also ten regions in Ghana. So shout out to our Africans, more specifically the ones in Ghana, because I don't know what what, – what, do you know what they're called in Ghana? Ghanaians? I feel like you're setting me up here. No, I honestly don't know, because if it's Ghanaians, I don't think that's right. So I don't want to be disrespectful. Ghanaians? Mm, I could see that. Now, to me, that feels very disrespectful. But <laughs> that's why I said you're setting me up. I, that was my guess. Yeah, I didn't even know – that was a possibility, but I could see how that could potentially be what they were called. If I was from Ghana, I'd not enjoy that. You know what I'm saying? So I'd probably make a move for a change. Um, the traditional 10th anniversary gift is actually 10. Did you know that? The what? The tr- you know, oh, I know you don't understand this. Like the metal 10? Yeah. To all okay. the ladies out there, the ladies will understand this fully. But, no, like I understand. I just I I was like, why is how is the tenth anniversary tent? Like I was like, why is he just saying the number twice? But you're talking about the metal, right? Okay. Well, the modern gift for the tenth anniversary is diamonds. So to me, that's a definite proof of inflation. You go from ten at one point to diamonds now. Come on, bro. What's going on in the world today? That's probably why we're both single. Allegedly, that's two for the day. But you know, I don't want to speak on behalf of myself and my current situation that's why we're both single there's a lot of ladies out there who would be angry if they heard that i was single because you know they're thinking that you know i don't want to get into detail you get what i'm saying but anyways in football you know back to the sports a team has a limited number of downs to advance the ball i don't know if you knew this about football but they have to advance the ball 10 yards to gain a first down it's very tricky and doing this is referred to as a first down because they have to move it 10 yards to get a first down. So, therefore, it's called a first down in which the U of L Cardinals go. And that's good for another card's first down. Yeah. Terrible tradition, but, hey, to each your own. And now in black. We used to, we used to play two completions back, in the, back on the playground. Two completions as a first down. Two? Yeah. Yeah. That's some barnyard ball rules right there. What did you all play then? We played on New Albany High School's football field, and we played by the yardage. Well, see, we played on concrete because we grew up in Portland. Yeah. Well, you know what else we did? When we did play in concrete, obviously we didn't have a full-length football field, and we weren't going to measure it out. So we played that you had four downs to get a touchdown. So there were no first downs. You just had to go for the gusto. Interesting rule. Yeah, you either got a touchdown because we weren't kicking any field goals. Yeah. We did have a gentleman one time on a bicycle come by, and insinuate that he could beat us on football. And if I remember correctly, it didn't end well for him. It, it wasn't a good situation. Would you all beat him up? No, I would never say that on the podcast. But uh, It's probably way past statute of limitations at this point. You know, I don't remember the exact time frame. But I can say it was in Arctic Springs in Jeffersonville, Indiana. And the people who were there will remember the incident, as I would like to call it. And uh, moving on to the next one, in Blackjack. Great game. 
love blackjack mainly like being the house in blackjack right because the house always wins as some would say the 10 the jack the queen and the king are all valued at 10 points the ace is not because the ace it's 11 could be, or 1 yeah 11 or 1 in boxing the referee counts <laughs> to 10 whether the boxer is unconscious or not upon a knockdown and it will declare a winner by knockout in basketball the goal is 10 feet high or should be 10 feet high in some cases i have seen it not 10 feet high in bowling 10 pins are arranged in a triangular pattern and there are 10 frames in a game so bowling's extra big on the number 10 um, but a fun couple of facts i wanted to add on the end 10 chances is one of the pricing games on the price is right you ever seen that one i have that's one where you have to guess the price of the thing and you have 10 chances yeah. yeah, well, you could potentially win 10 chances. They have three things that you have to guess the price of. The first one, they give you three digits, and it's a two-digit price. You have to sequence them. Um, second one is four digits they give you, and it's three-digit pricing. Um, but, you know, I'm pretty good at the prices, right? Not to toot my own horn or brag or anything, but, you I'm know. pretty good at it, too, so. Yeah, I'm infamous. Um, crabs have ten legs. And I love eating all ten. Okay. Do you like lobster or crab better? I've, I'll be honest with you, I've never had lobster. Wow. And I think I've maybe had crab one time. Now, do not – I know what you're going to do with this, okay? People have told me that Hooters has the best crabs in town. Never – I don't eat Hooters, to be honest with you. I don't think yeah. their food's very good. No, I wouldn't advise it. If you get crabs at Hooters, there's prob it's probably very rubbery. You know, it's probably if you get crabs at Hooters, it's probably because you went to the one in Clarksville. Yeah. They don't have a lot on their menu. No. Um, well, I don't actually I when they if used I, to if I'm going like major chicken like B dubs, roosters, like like they're probably second to last. And who's last? Beef up Brady's. Oh, I thought you were gonna say cluckers. No. Yeah. Actually, no, they would be third to last because I would put Cluckers underneath Hooters. Wow. You know, at one point in time when I was working at the fireworks store late nights, they had a deal. I think after 10 o'clock, there was half-price appetizers. And you know me and a good deal. And that will be the only time that I ever partook in some Hooters because I could get a bunch of um, chicken strips, I think is what they were, and they would be dipped in buffalo sauce, but they were extremely cheap. So, okay, I'll, I'll take advantage of that deal. But, yeah, so crabs have 10 legs, as we digress. And 10 Downing is a street you might have heard of, or you might not have. But 10 Downing Street has been the official residence and the official or and the office of the British Prime Minister since 1735, a little before I was born. It was like, uh, I don't want to do the math, but, you know, a couple, couple days, a couple yeah. hours before I was born. And uh, number 10 has three functions. It is the home of the British Prime Minister. It is their office. It is also the place where the Prime Minister entertains guests. Some of those guests include the Queen or some other world leaders. Never been there, but, you know, it's on the bucket list type of deal. Like London? No, no, the number 10. I just want to be a world leader, I guess is what I'm getting at. Fair enough. Yeah. So that's the fun part. Now, the part where you lose tonight. 
I'm undefeated, baby. Yeah, but you know what the thing that stinks about this is? I'm going to get you. And so there was potential for a guest tonight. And the guest is somebody who I would call a friend, and yeah. I do like them. And so I didn't want to, you know, give them the business and make it super difficult. So I went like 50-50. I, I gave you a little bit of tough questions in there, but – I do think there's a chance that you will get both of them tonight, okay? <laughs> so to anybody who hasn't listened in a while, the number game comes from many episodes ago now. And what the numbers game is going to do is we're going to list two players who are most notable for wearing the number 10. This is not saying that they were only known to wear the number 10. This is saying that they were most notably known for wearing the number 10 at their career. Typically, their professional career, but it doesn't have to be, okay? So we'll start off with the first one. And what we want you to do is we want you to guess along at home. We will give you numbered facts, and whenever you know the answer, make sure you keep track of that number because Brandon's going to miss all these tonight, okay? My good friend, Beef. <laughs> so on the first oh, one. Oh, and just a reminder, I will write mine down so that you all will have a chance to guess because a lot of times I'm going to get these before you all will. No, no so, chance. That's go ahead. Subtle brag there, bro. Weird flex. So the first one is born in Los Angeles, California. Hint number one. Born in L.A. Shout out to L.A. I do enjoy L.A. a little bit. You know, what never I'm saying? been. I've been to San Diego, but never L.A. San Diego is actually probably a little better than L.A. in my opinion. Nothing against L.A., but I do like San Diego. Hint number two, he was actually the first NFL player to be selected to the Pro Bowl in two different positions during the same year. So a lot of moving parts in there. First NFL player, that's a good hint right there. Now you know what sport he plays, right? Yeah. Selected as a Pro Bowler, good hint. Two different positions, he was a Pro Bowler. Same season is the key, okay? Number three. In high school, he was a three-sport athlete, and he played football, baseball, and track. Now, I was a little disappointed. I didn't understand why he didn't play basketball, but, hey, to each their own. Pretty good at track from what I hear. Very fast in track. Hint number four, he was the seventh wide receiver drafted in his NFL class, and that NFL class was the first NFL class to not choose his position in the first round. I know that was kind of confusing, but did you get what I was saying? Kind of. Say it again. So he was the seventh wide receiver drafted in the NFL so draft So basically class. a wide receiver was not drafted in the first round. Exactly. And that but was the first time in the draft history that it had to happen. Bingo. Okay. Thank you for summarizing that for me. Hint number five. He was on the cover of an NCAA football game. Now, that's the one that I think will help you. Hint number six, and final hint, and thank you for me winning. He has played for three teams in his NFL career. He is a three-time Pro Bowler, and he is a two-time All-American in college. Who am I? Notice how I didn't even tell you what teams he's played for this time. Power move. Yeah. yeah that's what you get. Yeah. Okay. So who am I? That's number one. Okay, mm -hmm. I see a 
subtle look of distraughtness on your face as to the fact that no, you don't but I'm know. definitely thinking. Okay. Well, just remember the number 10. That's what you need to remember. Okay. So on to the next one. The next one, hint number one, was born in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. I'm not giving New Jersey a shout out. Shout out to PA though, which is close to New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> hint number two, and this is actually a good hint early because I do consider you a history buff when it comes to basketball but he is actually eddie house's brother-in-law hint number three he is the son of a former nba player and college coach hint number four he played 14 seasons in the nba it's a lot of seasons yeah it's also a lot of cheddar yes hint number five and there's six hints on this one as well, too. Had to cut my hints down today to stump you a little bit. Hint number five, he played for six NBA teams. Now, I'm going to list you the NBA teams on this one. He played for the Grizzlies. He played for the Hawks. He played for the Wizards. He played for the Kings. He played for the Heat. And he played for the Knicks. And that's not in sequential order. Hint number six. Say, say the teams again. Teams are Grizzlies, Hawks, Wizards, Kings, Heat, Knicks. Those are the six teams in the NBA in which he played for. Hint number six and final hint. He was an NBA all-rookie first-team member. He is a NCAA champion. He was the player of the year in his college conference and he was the freshman of the year in his college conference, as well as having his jersey number retired at his former college. No NBA championships. Who am I? I think I know that one. The that first one, one I still, think you can get. The first one I'm still a little stumped on. Because I'm guessing if he was a wide receiver, yeah, he was also... Wide receiver is a good... Well, you said wide receiver, so that's not some. If he was a wide well, receiver, I, I said he was drafted as a wide receiver. Yeah. So I, I will say, wide receiver is good. That does help you. But just, I cannot confirm or deny whether he I'm is. I'm just trying a wide to receiver. think of the players that have been on the college game. Right. That's, I knew that was the one that you were. That's the gonna, one that's going to. Yeah. Now this is the thing I want to tell you. I don't know this for sure, but I do think it might have only been a PlayStation game. Only would have been – Possibly. I don't even know what – because the only games that I know of was uh, college game day, and then they changed that to just NCAA football. Okay. But was that on Xbox? College NCAA football? Yeah. Yeah, that was on Xbox okay. as well. So maybe this was on Xbox too. But maybe they had different people no, they on had the, the same. they had the same one okay. all the way across the board. Okay. So that would mean that it was in recent – well, it couldn't have been too recent, right? They don't have college football anymore. No, I'm saying, it. yeah, that's true. Yeah, so that um, gives you a good time frame. That's why I say, to me, knowing you, that one is very helpful. And this is the other final hint I'll give you for the first one. I did choose this player. You know what I'm saying? So that's a hint in itself. You you saying you chose this player? Yeah, meaning 
you went out of your way to find this person. Well, no, no, no. Not I went out of my way, meaning there's a list of number 10s, right? Yeah. And there's a couple of number 10s that I could have chose. And I go, hey, I like that guy. I'm going to choose him to be my number 10 list. But these are much tougher than previous this, ones. The second one, I think, was a lot easier, especially once you gave the second or maybe the last hint when you said he won a college championship. That's kind of what did it for me. Yeah. I thought I had it when you named all the teams. Yeah, I, I, I do re- think the teams help you. Well, see, I didn't remember him playing. If it's the guy I'm thinking, I didn't remember him playing for the Knicks. Okay. And you said he played for the Mavericks? No, the Grizzlies, the I Hawks, remember that one. the Wizards, yes. the Kings. That's the other the one. Heat. I don't remember him playing for the Wizards. Yeah. If this – he was most notably known for playing for the Grizzlies and Kings, correct? The person I'm thinking – if it's the person I'm thinking of? I cannot confirm I, or deny this. I'm just this. saying I have it written down. Is that right? The answer is correct. Okay. I won't say it yet because I want to give them in sequential order. Yeah. I don't remember him playing for the <laughs> for the Knicks or the – Yeah. Well, there's a reason why, the but we'll go over that when we All get right, there. All right. So, I, dude, I can't think of who this one is. You might have stumped me on this one. Well, that's what I do, and I, that's what I do best. I mean, it's only taking you like 30. Let me give you one more hint, and, and I don't know how much this will help you or how much this will hurt you. Oh, well, it won't hurt you any. I do know that. But he is a current NFL player. So current L- NFL player. He was born in Los Angeles, California. He wears number 10. He's the first NFL player to be selected to the Pro Bowl in two different positions Mm -hmm. in the same year. So this is what gets tricky about this. You're thinking of a position as in a linebacker or a wide receiver or a quarterback. I'm guessing it's probably a punt returner or a kickoff returner. That is a great lead right there. Yeah, I mean, that's what I was guessing. But I was just – I mean, I, I think the person I'm going to go with, I don't think he was on the game, though, because his, his teammate was, and I don't think he was. Mm. He didn't have a great teammate, so that worries me that yeah. you said that. So, yeah. That he, guy's he played for a college that is not known for their football team. They do have some good NFL players, but, in fact, they have a quarterback who came from there recently who could have potentially been the quarterback that I wanted my team to draft over a quarterback that they did draft. I see that none of that's helping me at all. Ooh, I think that should help you. Because <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about, the player that you, that well, you wanted them to draft. who's the quarterback on my team? Carson Wentz. Okay, who is the other quarterback who was drafted in his class around the same time frame? I honestly can't remember. Could be the quarterback for the Los Angeles Rams. Okay. So, Mr. Goff. Oh, wow. Now I understand why you say this is the guy that I picked. I know who it is. Good. You gave me too many hints, so I'm not counting. Well, I I'm had not, to no, take I'm like not, 50 I'm hints. not counting that as a, as a win for me. Okay. Well, you can count it whatever you want to count it. I, I just want the people I'm counting home. that as a loss for me. Yeah. I know who it is now because of, because of that. Yeah, 10 hints later, you got to yeah, get it Yeah, so eventually. I'm counting that one as a loss, but I'll go ahead and give the answer. Please do. Who the answer I? is Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson, my main man, D-Jack, one of the most thrilling plays I've ever seen in my career of watching football with that punt return. So uh, what hint was the uh, – what teams did number two play for? Hint number five. That was hint number five when it yeah. said he played for 
He played for the Grizzlies, the Hawks, the Wizards, the Kings. And how many hints Heat, were, and were in the that in the, Six. Well, I got it at five because yeah. that's when I really thought that's who it was. Yeah. The only other one that I thought you potentially could have got it on was hint number two. He's Eddie House's brother-in-law. I was trying to think of who it would be, and then I was just trying to think of other number tens. Yeah. But uh, number two is Mike Bibby. You know what? Surprisingly enough, well, this isn't surprising. You are correct in that. But surprisingly enough, there was not a ton of legitimate number ten options. Let me options. ask you this. Yeah. Do you, you probably know because you did your research on him. Do you know who he beat to win the college championship? Well, Kentucky. Yes. But I don't remember who would have been on that team at that time. Kentucky? Yeah. There was a lot of players on that team. Well, I, I was assuming – were you asking team or – No, I was just, oh, okay. just what team was on there. That's what I was saying. I thought or you were speaking of one specific player. He, he actually didn't win the uh, MOP. No. Do you know who did? Did so, you Or did you know before you – I didn't see. Salim Stoudemire. No, Salim Stoudemire was probably six or seven years after that. I like that dude. Yeah. You know who he is because he's he's an analyst now for ESPN. You may not have known that he – Arizona guy. Yeah, and you may not have known that that's where he went. And for ESPN. I think he's a college basketball analyst. I don't even know who are college analysts or not, but I'm disappointed that I don't know who. What did you say? MOP. Mm-hmm. He was the yeah. He was the of tournament, the tournament of the tournament MOP. And it wasn't Bibby. Mm-mm. Played pretty much. The, they they looked very similar when they were in college. Bibby's kind of unique looking. Light skin, smaller guard. Yeah, I got nothing. Miles Simon. Miles Simon. Miles Simon was the MLP. I do know Miles Simon. Yeah. Yeah, I could see how you could say there are a little bit of similarities they're, Yeah, there. they're just – they were small, smaller guards. They could both shoot the ball really well, yeah. handle it. They, I mean, if they wouldn't have had the other one, the other one would have played point guard. But they just yeah. – it was kind of like what we were talking earlier with two-guard set. So. Yeah. Uh, but that moves us to lock of the week. Unfortunately, you were unsuccessful in picking your lock of the week last week. I was not. I got what some would like to call screwed. <laughs> yeah, that's what I call in our bet, too, is I got screwed. Yeah, because this is the thing, man. So I went out on a limb that obviously wasn't a very sturdy limb and picked the Ravens to cover the three-and-a-half-point spread over the Steelers. Now, that doesn't sound like a limb that shouldn't be that sturdy, right? Mm-hmm. They go into overtime. When they do go into overtime, I'm like, okay, you know, just score a touchdown here. No big deal. No, they don't what score is, a touchdown. What were the Steelers doing, by the way? Why would you defer? Being the Steelers. Why would you defer? Yeah. <laughs> it, it was very odd, though, because it definitely seemed like that guy did not say he wanted to defer. Like, did you see how mad the guy from the Steelers were, was whenever he was walking away from the coin flip? No, but I would be mad if I were Tomlin. Yeah, I mean, like, that, dude, what are you doing? Why would you defer in an overtime that sudden death if you score a touchdown? There's zero advantage to deferring if you win the coin toss. Yeah. yeah. Nothing. So maybe I got super screwed on the ordeal, but they don't cover. Needless to say, they kick a field goal. Yep. Three points. It's a three-and-a-half-point spread. Vegas gets me again. Yeah. So I was on a hot streak before that. The hot streak has ended. I'm trying to get back in the hot streak in a big way this week. I did cover mine. I had Pittsburgh as a five-point dog to Duke, and they covered. They yeah. won by three. So Good pick. 
and that Pittsburgh team is. I, I mean, I don't. I don't know why I would say a sleeper team because I mean they're they're pretty good. They're surprisingly good, but this is the thing: you can't call them a sleeper team because the way NCAA football is laid out, like. What you know? What are they going to do? Yeah, and where they going to sleep into the tournament? They're they're going to yeah. get into a bowl game, and they could potentially win a lower seeded bowl game. Yeah, with seven wins on their resume. So you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? So I'm good with whoever you want to go first. Okay, I'll go first then. Go for it. All right. So <clears throat> this week, Clemson uh, hosts Florida State. They are 27 point favorites, and I'm going to take. The Clemson. The Seminoles to cover. Oh, my goodness. So, they just got to get within 27 points. 27 points is lots of points. Especially with the way Clemson's been playing. If anybody can cover that, Clemson can. <laughs> I got faith in them. Surprisingly enough, I'm going to be cheering for Clemson in that one. Why is that? You don't no, like Florida State? No, I just don't want you to win. Fair enough. But I was kind of surprised that you didn't take the U of – I mean – I don't like betting on my own team. Yeah. Understandably so, but I think that was a reasonable spread. When I looked at that spread, I thought in my head, you know, hmm, maybe. But to get back into my winning ways and to get back onto my hot streak, I'm going to do something special for the guests at home. All right, let's hear it. And I'm going to do what I like to call playing the dog. And I'm going to get you – Three lock of the weeks because that's how much I love the people at home. So if we're doing this to get you back in your winning ways, in order for you to win, you have to get all three of them right. You know what? I'll adhere to those rules because I'm that confident in my picks. Otherwise, I would not give those picks. Now, that is a terrible deal on my part, so I, I do want to let everybody know I do understand that's a terrible agreement, but I'm going to win. All right, let's hear it. What you got? So I'm going to start off my first pick with the pick that I'm most worried about. Now, when you hear this pick, you're going to go, no, that sounds like a good pick. That's why it worries me, right? So we've got Virginia and Miami playing this week. And Virginia is actually not the favorite in that game. I saw, I almost, I'm going to be honest with you, I almost took that game. Startling how they are not the favorite. Now, it is at Miami. And Virginia is getting a point and a half. Well, in college football, a point it's and a two. half. two. I thought it was two when we were just – Okay. Well, if you're giving two, I'm taking two. You know what I'm saying? But point and a half, two points, whatever you want to call it, that's not a ton of points in football. I've got Virginia winning that game in Miami. Virginia, lock it down. That's my first lock of the week. Okay? So on to my second one that we're going to do what we like to call the parlay. And we're going to parlay this bet with it as well, too. Shout out to one of your good buddies, John. John's a big Florida fan. We're going to – is it Baton Rouge where LSU is? Yes. Okay. I didn't want to sound stupid by not knowing where they're from. We're going to Baton Rouge, and Florida is getting 13.5 points. Now, this LSU team is unlike recent LSU teams, and they're putting up some points. That does concern me a little bit. But Florida's defense, they're locking people down. Yeah. So I'm hoping for Florida's and defense. And LSU's defense is not. No. So I'm hoping for Florida's defense to keep this a reasonably low-scoring game and to keep it tight. I'm not going to go out on a limb and say that Florida will win, even though I do not think that is beyond the realm of possibility. 
I'm going to take the 13 and a half points that they're giving me, and I'm going to ride Florida to the finish line. That was another one I almost took. Yeah. You actually did request taking that pick before I told you that I had something special for all the beautiful young ladies at home. Yeah. And middle-aged ladies. Well, it's funny because John said as soon as the spread came out, he goes, hey, I got your lock of the week to, to me and Tony in the group text. So he, he actually did said he? that. Yep. Well, at this point, I'd like to say smart man, John. I appreciate the help <laughs> even though I didn't receive any help. But we are siding together, and we will be cheering for the Florida Gators in that game. The last pick, and it's going to be tough because we've got all different time frames of Saturday, right? So it's going to be the last game of Saturday night. Probably won't even be able to watch it because I think it doesn't start until like 10:20 in the evening. But we've got the Hawaii Warriors facing Boise State, and they're playing at Boise State, which is not a great place to play, right? Now you're thinking, who's he going to take in this one? He's got to take Boise State, right? Ding, 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 surprise. I'm taking the over. So 60 points is what it is set at, and that is a steep task to ask. That was pretty cool, wasn't it? Steep task to ask. That's pretty good. Very good. I enjoyed that thoroughly saying it. So take the over, mark it down, lock it in, Virginia plus one and a half or two, as you so generously gave me, at Miami, Florida plus 13 and a half at LSU. Did you want to give me any more on that? The, I believe the LSU Florida one's at thirteen now. Oh, I got back. So down. I'll take half. I'll take half on that one to give you half on the other one. No, we're keeping at thirteen and a half. Oh, on that one. not so confident anymore, eh? No, no, no. At half point ain't doing nothing. But I do want the points where I can get them, and then over the sixty total points. Thirteen in Hawaii versus Boise State. Lock it down. I don't even know what conference those guys, those teams are in. Good ones. Maybe the Mountain West for Boise? I would Yep, love. good call, Brandon, Mountain West. Yeah. And the over-under, 60-and-a-half. Now, keep in mind. Well, either way, it's going to go – they don't do half points in football, so. Wasn't my lock of the week on here, but the last over-under I took was Akron versus UMass. Now, I know what you're saying. Come on, man. You took Akron versus UMass, took the over. That's just how good of a gambling man I am. You know what I'm saying? Like – Facts. We, Louisville and Boston College covered the over the other day. I wish I had known the over-under was what it was. What was it? 61. Wow. Yeah. You'd have taken that to cover? Yeah. They co- it was 80. Well, hindsight being twenty twenty, I wouldn't have bet that personally. I knew Louisville was going to have to score a lot of points to beat Boston College because Boston College's run game was so good. Yeah. And I figured they would have run on us. But with a run game, what's that do? That eats up a lot of clock. I still, once again, Wake is favored six and a half points. We mentioned this earlier before the podcast. Wake being ranked number 19th in the country is startling to me. I had them, and by I, I mean we had them as not so good in the ACC. Uh, In fact, we had them as the worst team in the ACC. Potentially. And that is, in fact, the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Thanks to us last week. Dominating. They were already the worst team. They have looked bad all season. Well, they sure didn't look good last week. Yeah. So let's move on to a couple fights that happened this weekend. Yeah. Um, I know you were you were big on the UFC fight, which you uh, actually picked wrong. 
It was funny because I was talking Big to Chris. I was talking to Chris about it, yeah. and he said that you guys were talking back and forth. And Chris was like, "Nah, bro, you got to go with was Israel." Yeah, Adesanya. Yeah, he said you got to go with Israel. Israel's a bad man. You're like, "No, I'm going to take the other guy." And he's like, "You're crazy, man." Yeah. And he was, and you you explained it to me. Go ahead, go ahead and explain your reasoning behind why you wanted to take the other guy. So Chris is a big Adesanya fan. And I think part of him being a fan is what helped him to make that pick. Hindsight being 2020, as I always say, is a great pick, right? But initially, I thought that was a terrible pick. And Whitaker is a killer. He's fighting a guy named Robert Whitaker, who was the current champion. Adesanya was the interim champion. Robert Whitaker, or Bobby Knuckles, as I like to call him, <laughs> Bobby Knuckles, <laughs> is as well-rounded of a fighter in the UFC as you can be. He's got some jujitsu. He's not known for it. He's got some wrestling. He's not known for it. He's got some stand-up. He's not known for it. He just does a little bit of everything, and he has beated some. He has beaten some very tough opponents. Most notably, a guy they like to call Yoel Romero, twice. So I'm thinking. He's going to come into this fight. He's going to utilize his movement and athleticism. He's going to wear Adesanya down, who is known as a striker, and he's going to take Adesanya down to the ground, and Adesanya's takedown defense was going to wear out. And I did think it was going to go the distance, so I didn't say Bobby Knuckles was going to stop him, but I thought Bobby Knuckles was going to outpoint him by wrestling him and dominating him. Well, on the you ground. were right in a couple of ways. One, yeah. Adesanya is definitely a striker. Bingo. And Bobby got them knuckles. And Bobby was on the ground. <laughs> yeah. He was just not on top. Yeah. 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 Was he, as I can't say it because Smokey cussed him when he said it, but mm. he got knocked out. He did get knocked the heck out. Yeah. Yeah. But it was a entertaining night. Um, I, I am not disappointed that Adesanya won because, as I mentioned earlier, I do like Adesanya. Now, there was another gentleman who fought that night who was his teammate, Dan the Hangman Hooker. I mentioned him to you the other day. Watch out. Now, he's on a lot of people's radar. Um, he did have a recent loss that was to a big-name opponent. He's on the incline. He's the real deal. I hope Dan the Hangman Hooker gets a chance at the title here soon. Nice. Yeah. Probably won't beat a guy in the likes of Khabib or Habib or Mr. Nemegamedov, as I like yeah. to call him. And call him whatever you want, just don't call him late for dinner. Or don't call him Mr. Wrestling a Bear. Yeah. So I went over Grant's Saturday. Shout out to Grant. Yeah, he's Mr. Shaney. Yeah, he shot me a text uh, Saturday. I guess it would be Saturday morning because it was like right after I got to uh, – the stadium and our game is at twelve thirty. I got there about eleven forty-five. Hey, that was a beautiful thing. Him turning us on to that new wave, or turning me on to that new Did wave you go? burrito. I have not gone yet. I am going to say this on air publicly. I will be attending new wave burrito at some point. Well, see, I'll be fair in this. He didn't turn me on to it because I already knew about it. He right. just made me want to go more. Yeah, I, so I knew I, you had. I think mentioned heard of it before. Yeah. You know, I hadn't heard anything of the nature of it. Yeah, I had, I had definitely heard of it, and I had definitely already wanted to go. He just made me want to go even more. Oh, he sold it. So, I, yeah, I'll, I'll give him the credit on that part. He definitely sold it and made me want to go more. Yeah. So, uh, I rolled over Grant's, brought a couple tombstone pizzas for the boys. Oh. Yeah, threw those in the oven. Saturdays uh, are for the boys. Me, him, and his brother Jack, uh, Jack. sat there. 
we we told Jack about how we uh, the story about him in the Kentucky game and how we thought it was funny and how you just how he does that to everybody. He thought that was funny. Yeah, uh, I could see him getting a chuckle out of that. I also told him about how we talked about on the podcast of him putting the garlic cup in the in the guy's Keurig, and he still <laughs> thought that was hilarious. I had heard that story before. I yeah. remember you telling that at your birthday, and yeah, it's so, it was so good. Because <laughs> he's just like, oh, 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 this typical Jack fashion. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I got to Grant's probably about uh, eight eight fifteen or so. Yeah. And the uh, main card didn't really start until nine. So. There was some of the undercard or whatever. Well, all of the undercard ended up being knockouts yep. early. So you and I were talking about, I didn't know this was a thing in boxing. Did you say it was a thing in MMA as well? No, that's why whenever you said it, I asked you. I said, you're talking about boxing, right? Because yeah. MMA, they don't, they don't do this. So apparently in boxing, they have two guys that are in the locker rooms that are on standby just in case stuff like this happens where if there's a lot of knockouts fast – to let these guys fight. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. It gets these guys exposure. It would suck if you sat back there the whole time and you didn't get to fight. But, hey, you know, you still got a chance to do it. Yeah. I don't know this for sure. My guess is they pay them money. Like, yeah. they put them on a retainer. They go ahead and have them make weight so the fight would be legitimate. And then if you don't fight, you still get paid to do nothing. And if you do fight, then you probably make more money than what you would have got paid to just sit there. Yeah. So, uh, during this fight, I told you about this. This was one of the um, grossest things I've seen, I guess you would say. In a, it's definitely the grossest thing I've ever seen in a boxing match. Okay. Uh, two fellows are, are boxing. It's a pretty good match so far. Both of them are jabbing pretty well, hitting a couple good strikes. And uh, the guy is a – he's a southpaw, which for those at home, he, that means he's left-handed. And he's kind of stepping back a little bit, and the guy accidentally steps on his front foot. Yeah. Well, when he does, the guy tries to move, and his left kneecap uh, dislocates. Oh. And he fa- his leg collapses, so he falls down on top of his leg. Yeah, crumbles. But, like, when you when, regular fight, you're like, he didn't even hit him. Like, what happened? Right. And then they show the kneecap right there, and it's, oh, my goodness. It is so bad. And then, like, they're just trying to get his leg to go straight. Right. So they get it to go straight, and then the doctor just goes, and it popped it back in. And Grant was like, oh, he might fight some more. And he stands up, and he can't walk on it. And it's like, no, man, I don't think he's going to fight. Oh, all it's going to take is one more little nudge, and that sucker's going out again. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. That was a good start to the night. Now, if I'm him, I'm probably not telling a lot of my friends about that because you're in a boxing match, Mm -hmm. and you got injured because somebody stepped on your foot. Um, I knew I, – I had this kid that was in my class back in the day. His uh, uncle fought Butterbean. And he, had to, he had to quit because Butterbean stepped on his foot and, like, broke his foot or something. Man. Yeah, yeah I could see how Butterbean could break a foot by stepping on it. Yeah. But I mean, that, I don't know if that was true, but that was what I had heard. It was a kid that I had in my class way back in, like, elementary and middle school. He told me that. I also would never fight Butterbean. <laughs> Butterbean's one of those dudes, man. Like, I feel like if you were in really good shape, you could just move around the ring and wear him out. But if he caught you with one, you were done. Dude, I mean, that's what they said about Ruiz as well, too. Well, that didn't go so well. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, that Butterbean has power. 
remember Johnny Knoxville and his group of friends, which unfortunately we can't say the name of their show, yeah. but they were taking shots from Butterbean, and I'm just like, dude, this guy's going to – he'll knock your internals out of your – I mean, it's not going to feel good. Yeah, so uh, the fight I went over to watch was Triple G, which uh, – let's read his full name. Gennady, Gennady. Golovkin. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, that's, that's pretty much – and he was fighting – Sergey Dervinchenko. Yeah. The fight did not go really how people thought it was going to go. I don't know if you – did you ever watch it? No. Or get to see anything from it? I didn't get a chance to see it. So, first round, he uh, he knocks the guy down. Yeah. It was – the guy got right – literally got right up, but it's still a knockdown. Yeah. That and, wasn't surprising to me. Yeah. So, he he knocked him down. It wasn't really a – it kind of looked like the guy more stumbled than anything. Okay. Like, I don't really feel like he – it was like a legit knockdown, but it counts as a knockdown. So, they way. scored it as a knockdown. They scored it as a knockdown. Okay. Because that is a big thing. Yeah. Um, they did – now, he did get a cut, which they said was from a headbutt, but Ooh. they showed it again, and I think they overturned that. But either way, the fight went the full distance. Um to be 100% honest with you, Derevchenko, I think Dever, I don't know how to say his Derevchenko. name. Derevchenko. Say it really, really fast. Yeah, Derevchenko. Yeah. I felt like he controlled the fight a lot of the time. Really? He was going to Triple G. Um, there was a point, I think it was about the about the 10th or 11th round, like I thought Triple G was going to go, like he was going to get knocked down. Like, he was coming at him. Yeah. And then Triple G came back and kind of controlled it again. But what was weird was um, they gave it to Triple G in a unanimous decision, okay. which was very surprising to me. It was still close. I mean, it was as close as it could be with it being a knockdown. It was 115-112 okay. with it being a unanimous decision, or yeah. unanimous decision. But they talked to his coach or his trainer or whatever he is. Yeah. His trainer was dogging him, like, the whole time. That's how it is, yeah. Yeah, and like I was like, is this normal? And he was like, I was like, because he hasn't said one good thing about him. Yeah. Like he literally didn't say he was like, like uh, his striking. He didn't really, he didn't go at him like I wanted him to. Like I felt like he was letting him come at him and all that stuff. And I was like, man. And he, but he said it a lot worse, and he obviously sounded a lot more intelligent with saying the stuff about boxing because I don't really know that much about it. But it was just. He didn't say one good thing about him, I don't think. And he was just like, I thought the fight was a lot closer than what the scorecard said. And I was like, oh, man. Like, <laughs> and Grant was like, I don't really know what he wants him to do. And I was like, well, he was like, that's as close as it could have been with a knockdown. I was like, well, couldn't it have been a split decision? He goes, yeah, I mean, I guess it could be that. I was like, Maybe that's what he's referring to. Because I'll be honest with you. Yeah. I'm not, again, I'm not good with scoring boxing. Oh, it's tough, but, man. I but I would have given – I could have seen it been a split decision and maybe Triple G winning because of the knockdown. Yeah, but you understand what a split decision is, right? A split so you, decision means at least one person picked the other way. Yeah. Yeah. So you have three judges, and those judges score each round. And in MMA, it works as it's a 10-point must. So the winner would receive 10 points, and then whoever lost that round typically is going to receive nine. Eight if they get knocked down. Right? But, well, see, MMA is different in that, but – Eight is being dominated, basically. Gotcha. So, only time I've ever seen somebody receive seven points in a round is when they were dominated in that round and they got a point deduction. So, I have seen that before. But, yeah, very rare are you going to see somebody like Triple G lose on yeah. a split decision unless it's two. Canelo. Now, I don't think he – I don't. now, Misa, I don't think he should have lost. 
Yeah. But I could have seen someone saying, I thought that Derevchenko won the fight. But see, as a judge, you don't know what anybody else is scoring. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So if you were to score it as a loss, anybody else could score it as a loss. And then, I mean, I'm not saying they put any thought into it. They're just going round by round who won the round. I would hate to be a scorekeeper, a judge, a referee. I'd also hate to be a boxer. But, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't – again, Grant mentioned that he had been sick. I don't know. Maybe that had something to do with it. Mm. But if that's the way he's going to fight now, he definitely ain't going to be Canelo. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if that's if that's what the Triple G you're going to get now – his pa- his time is definitely passed on beating Canelo. He needed his flu game and he brought his boo game. Yes, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. It was, but had a great time. Always, always a good time hanging out with Grant and Jack. Yeah, I, so, I could see that. Always a good time. So, football this weekend. Both of our teams got a dub. This is true. That's a good weekend. First right time there. in a while that that's happened. NCAA football. Yes. Both of our teams in NFL also got a dub, though. Who did you all beat? A team. You don't know who the Eagles beat? Yeah. Uh, the – who did we beat? <laughs> I forget. It was Thursday night, right? Did you all play th- – Yeah. Did you all play the Rams? No. That was Seattle. So, we didn't play Thursday. We played Sunday. I just forgot. Yeah, I don't know who you all played either. Yeah, I went blank. I'm going to look it up now that you say that. Continue on, please. So, uh, but either way, Louisville played Boston College. North Carolina played Georgia Tech. Yes. Uh, Sorry, you I all, lost my cap. It's all good. You all beat the Jets 31-6. to Boom. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I was actually – I took my little nephew, and I bought this man a gold chain, and he already has managed to break the gold chain. Very disappointing. Like it was a legit gold? Early beef for you. I mean, I wouldn't say it was 100% gold, no. I just remember when I was a little kid, right, I had this gold chain that had a Nike emblem on it. Oh, dude, greatest thing in the world. So I was looking at watches. You know, you, got, you never have too many watches. You never have too many shoes. You can never have too many watches. And my little nephew is going, Uncle B, I need a gold chain. I need a gold chain. I'm like, bro, what is wrong with you? You don't need a gold chain. And then I started thinking in my head, you know what? Maybe he does need a gold chain. <laughs> so we asked the woman, we said, hey, what's the shortest chain you have? Well, what's the shortest chain they have? A bracelet. <laughs> That's a good assessment, yeah. They had one that had an eagle charm on it. Nice. Boom. Got to get it at that point. So two days Portland later. Christian, baby. Yeah. Well, yeah. or Philadelphia. Two days later, it's broken. It's worthless. But we, anyways, more of the story, I got to watch that game at main event, which is a very cool place. Does have a lot of TVs. Not a great place to watch a game. Yeah. So that you took your niece and nephew to main event? No, just my nephew, which didn't go well either. But oh yeah, that's <laughs> I'm sure that went real well with yeah. your niece. Well, my niece was at a play. Oh yeah, I saw that. I saw your sister took her to a play. I'd never heard of it, but it seemed like they had a good time. I don't know. Her t- heard the tickets were. I mean, she won. She was mad when she found out that I bought my little nephew a gold chain and took him to main event. So it sounded as if she would prefer a gold chain to main event and <laughs> sounded as if from the price of the tickets that she could have got all of that above. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, again, North Carolina play Georgia tech. Did you get to watch the game? Yes, I did see that game. It was not much of a game. 
I mean, North Carolina controlled the game pretty much throughout. They did shockingly start off slow, as North Carolina has done all year, and then they put up a bunch of points really quick at the end of the game. So Georgia Tech is not an impressive win, as you mentioned earlier, but it's a W. Like to see them get another W and keep the L column um, as minimal as possible. So Louisville played Boston College. It was at Cardinal Stadium. I was there. <clears throat> Started the game out um, in kind of Louisville fashion. They let Boston College drive straight down the field. Boston College gets to the goal line, and we strip the running back and get the ball. So then we drive down the field, score. Boston College drives down the field, scores. We score. So we're at 14-7 at the end of the first. Halftime, it's 28-22. Louisville has the lead. Louisville gets the ball after the half. Um, has, a, has a decent – the game pretty much goes back and forth, back and forth, back and forth the entire time. Uh, but something I, wanted, something I want to hit on was something that I did not know until about three-fourths of the way through the first quarter. Uh-oh. What? Our quarterback changed his name. Who? Malik Cunningham – is now Mikhail Cunningham. Why? So, I knew you were going to ask that. Yeah. So, same amount of letters, same letters. His real name is Mikhail Cunningham. His middle name is Malik. Mikhail Malik Cunningham. Cunningham. Now, so when he was a kid, he got tired of people misspelling his name or missaying his name because his name, Mikhail, is spelled Michael. differently than than what most people's Mikhail is. Yeah. So that he said that they would call him Michelle or they would call him Michael or whatever. So he got tired of it, so he just went by Malik. Yeah. Well, he just turned 21, so late birthday. Uh, happy belated birthday, Mikhail Cunningham. And he said that he wanted to be known by his given name. So his name is now Mikhail Cunningham. I can respect that. But I'm sitting there in the game, and, you know, he started. And Sean Moth keeps saying first down – uh, Louisville pass from Mikhail. I'm like, you're trash. I'm, like, I'm like, no, I'm like, who's he? What is he saying? And I keep asking my buddy as well. I'm like, what is he? What is he saying? So, uh, Parker gave his tickets to one of his buddies, uh, Clayton, uh, which I've met Clayton before because he had tickets with Clayton last year before he moved over with me. Did you tailgate with him? Uh, no, I got down there kind of late. I got down there like 11:45, and the game was at 12:30. Oh, man. So That's an early tailgate, though. Yeah. I mean, Craig said they got there at 8.15. Yeah, I wasn't doing that. So. Um, Why? Sit there, man. Just chill. I don't know. They just do it. Some people like that, man. I don't. I can't yeah. do that. Hey, teach your own. Yeah. So, um, I keep saying, Clayton, what is he saying? Like, And so, I called Parker during the – a timeout towards him. I said, are they saying his name differently on TV? He's like, oh, yeah, he changed his name. And I was like, to what? He said, Mikhail. And I was like, I I did not see that. <laughs> so that's good to know. Yeah, how did he know? Um, it's Apparently they had an article about it on uh, Twitter or something. So Parker was able to see it. I wasn't really able to get internet service there. So Yeah, Twitter's the first place I go for my news, so. Twitter actually is a good area to go for news because you can follow what you want to follow, which is yeah, good. So that's true. that is that is what I like to follow. That's where I find most of my sports news. Is I'll follow the people I want to follow, and 
you can also set notifications for certain people. So like free agent time, I'll Woj. set, I'll yeah, I'll turn Woj bombs on. You tell me that every year. Yeah, it's great, dude. You, you try to convince me to become a Twitterer. You should do it just for those just for those times. It's so great. Well, you can also get them in other places, but hey, to each your own. Yeah, but um, this was a big week for Louisville. I think this could be uh, what you would call a springboard. I know that Boston College isn't necessarily a great win. But here's why I say that this was a big a big week for Louisville. So all year Louisville has struggled with getting the ball to their to what people would call their stud wide receivers. Two Des, two. Des Fitzpatrick, Seth Dawkins would be your best receivers, and then your your best playmaker would be two two Atwell. Louisville had three receivers over a hundred yards. Hmm. They had a running back go over. Uh, Javian Hawkins had twenty five rushes, one hundred seventy two yards, and a touchdown. Seth Dawkins had six receptions, 170 yards, a touchdown. Tutu Atwell, eight receptions, 110 yards, no touchdowns. Des Fitzpatrick, five receptions, 108 yards, and a touchdown. It's a lot of names. It is. Uh, Mikael Cunningham did get hurt. He was 13 for 18, 288 yards, and a touchdown. So our backup running or our backup quarterback came in, true freshman Evan Conley. Juwan Pass still is down with the with the turf toe injury that happened apparently in the Notre Dame game. Evan Conley came in. Looked poised, was throwing people open. It was pretty nice to see. So you do think Puma's legitimately hurt? At this point, I would guess, yeah. I mean, I don't really, I don't really. Uh, he's still walking with a walking boot. Yeah. So I mean, I'm not insinuating anything. I'm just wondering, are they gonna put him as the starter when he returns? Or? I don't know. At like. this point, I, I feel like if it's kind of like, I'm, again, I'm not saying these players are this good. But it's kind of like the Drew Bledsoe, Tom Brady thing. If it's winning, why go away from it? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's that's the kind of way I look at it. Hate that correlation. Understand I, what you're saying. Yeah. I, I, again, that's the, the the first thing that really I could think of that kind of correlated with it. Yeah. So, a lot of people were giving credit to Evan Conley all all Saturday. I understand. True freshman kid steps in, drives us down the field, sets up the game-winning uh, field goal for Blanton Creaky. That's great. He, I mean, he was 10 for 16, 140 yards. He had a good game. But a guy that I have not really given credit to all season, um, Mikael Cunningham, 13 for 18, 288, and a touchdown. And he was also six rushes for 43 yards and a touchdown. Maybe you should keep not giving him credit. So it's funny. I get a text during the game, and John, I give him – I can't remember. Somehow he looked up – Cunningham stats or something. Yeah. And it, that's mostly where I talk about it because if you think back to last season, Cunningham really wasn't that impressive. He ran the ball and people saw, oh, he kind of looks like Lamar because he runs the ball. Right. He wasn't impressive throwing the ball at all last year. Definitely can say he's definitely improved on that. Yeah. Uh, just I from, would say he improved from that even from, you know, you, you got to have in-game reps to yeah. test it. But watching him warm up against EKU, and I mean warming up, he's not yeah. warming up against anybody. But in that game, he didn't look bad in the uh, layup lines, quote unquote. Well, remember, he did come in and throw that pass, too, on his first play, that 24-yard pass to the sideline. Yeah, after Puma was overthrowing everybody. Yes, he was. Yeah. So, um, John was like, oh, man, what are you going to do now? I said, there's sometimes when you're not really upset when you're wrong, and right. that's when your team is playing well. <laughs> and he was like, touche, I get where you're coming from. So if Mikhail Cunningham keeps proving me wrong, which is still weird to say Mikhail because I've called him Malik the entire time. Um, I'm going to start calling him Mikhail. 
yeah, if he proves me wrong, that's fine. I'm I'm glad that he would do it. So, uh, who do you do you all have a bye week this week, or do you where do you all go? Carolina has a bye week. Yeah. So we travel to Wake Forest. What is that? Winston Salem. Which is funny because if you've been down there, they have a Wake Forest, but Wake Forest is not in Wake Forest. <laughs> so that's that's something for you to think about there. That's probably kind of confusing me saying that, but so I've gone down. I go down to the same uh, truck show every year uh, down in Kenley, North Carolina, which is very close to the Raleigh Durham area, area. And there's a city called Wake Forest, and I was like, oh, cool, Wake. Wait, no, they're in Winston Salem. <laughs> they're not in the city of Wake Forest, which doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I wonder why they are called Wake Forest, though. Uh, I mean, it's a name of a person, isn't it? I don't know. That would be a cool name if if your name was you Wake Forest. Name your kid Wake Forest Cadle. You know, if I didn't dislike Wake Forest, I would potentially consider. Do you dislike that. Wake Forest? I don't hate them. I just don't. You know, I I don't like them. Yeah, I mean, they're just – we're one of those teams that are just like, man. Wake Forest, though, like besides the correlation of the school, if your name – if there was no college was Wake Forest, that's a great name right there. Yeah, I that's don't know. That's a very powerful name. I don't, I don't know. Uh... Yeah. By the way, after our bye week, we play Virginia Tech. So you want to talk about a game testing, you know, where we are at. I don't think Virginia Tech is the best team in the ACC, obviously not even close to the best team because of Clemson. But I do think Virginia Tech is mid to upper tier of ACC. What's Virginia Tech's record? Uh, I'm not positive. See, I don't feel like Virginia Tech's that good. I know they lost to Boston College week one. No, I I say mid to upper echelon. That's why I say I don't think they're – in the ACC there's a lot of mids. There's there's not a lot of elites. There's an elite. So Virginia Tech is three and two, I believe. Yeah. So, um, you were talking about it during the lock of the week, and you were wondering why I wasn't taking Louisville. I do think Louisville will win. Um, I think Wake Forest's secondary is very, very weak. Um, they played close with Boston College, and they beat Boston College by three. We beat them by two. So I mean, that throw that out. It doesn't really matter. Right. Uh, you still got to line up and play. Um, they're you watch them play against you all. Yeah, their, their offense is very weird. That I've never seen someone hold a ball so long on a read option. It's 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 hard to watch because it's it like who has the ball. Very hard to watch. Yeah, because you're like who has the ball. Yeah, but it's not even fun to watch. Yeah. Like forget who has the ball. That offense is boring to watch. But you know what's crazy? That's what you think of when you think of their offense. You know they have the two highest receiving uh, averages for two receivers in the league? That blows me away. They have a 6'3 and a 6'5 receiver. They both average over 15 yards receiving, and they're, I think they l- might lead the ACC in receptions. So per reception they're leading it or total receptions? I believe both. Okay. Yards per reception, that doesn't shock me because think about it. With how long he's holding that in the RPO, I mean – I could see him getting some deep passes out of it. Explosive plays are going to happen on occasion. That's part of running an RPO. But Yeah, I mean, let's see here. One of them has 34 receptions for 515 yards hmm. and six touchdowns. Sage Sarati is a 6'3 sophomore. So yeah. They've been impressive, man. Give them credit. That's a tough team, but 
I, I do not think they're the 19th best team in the country. Yeah, I mean, you look at the teams that they played. Yeah. They barely beat Utah State, which the analysts that I heard on the radio today, they had their uh, their beat writer on uh, the drive today. So whenever I was driving home, uh, I got to listen to that. Utah and State? You, uh, no, he had they had Wake Forest beat writer on there. Okay. And he talked about the Utah State game because if you look at all their games, like it's like, really? They had a three-point game against Utah State, which – Utah State does have the uh, projected first round pick or first, yeah, first rounder at quarterback. Yeah, they're not that bad. But you don't expect the number 19 team in the nation to struggle with Utah State. And, or the team that would be the number 19 team in the nation to struggle with them. So what he had said was they had lost their entire coaching staff, Utah State had. Yeah. So they literally had no idea what they were going to run because this is the first game of the season. And he said, what we did is we guessed on what they were going to run, and we guessed absolutely wrong. Yeah, that's a fair assessment. Yeah, and I think it's – yeah, like I said, I think it's fair. Because then if you look the next week, they beat Rice 41-21. We won't talk about the next week. Thank you. Uh, but after that, they beat Elon 49-7, and they beat Boston College 27-24. We could have won that game, we meaning North Carolina. Yeah, there's still one second left on the clock. Well, I mean, not even that. It just – they, North Carolina, that was the worst showing of the year so far offensively. I'm trying to think. Who else? You all have lost three games, right? Clemson, Appalachian State. Yeah. I mean, you're right because you only scored 18 points. Yeah, but, but that 18 points came late. Very late, yeah. And it, it was, was in the fourth quarter, I feel like, wasn't it? It's not a good offensive Yeah, you all scored 15 in the fourth quarter. crazy thing is, is, you hate to say this, but drops have killed us all year. And uh, we do have a good receiving core, but that game, you know, that we had nothing going. Yeah. So um, I do think Louisville wins the game. Um, if I, I don't even know what the over under is. I did not see it. I don't remember. The over under sixty five. I'm gonna I take could, the under. I could definitely see it being that. Could definitely see it being sixty five, or over sixty five. Over. I could because you're confusing me there because I didn't know what your pick was. Their uh, their secondary is not very is actually terrible. Their secondary is so Louisville will be passing the ball again. It's the same recipe as last week because if you get up on this team, they're gonna. I know they're. I know they run, but they also have two of the best receivers in the as far as stats go in the ACC. So they're gonna be able. They can pass the ball, but if you take a lead on Wake Forest early, they're gonna have to throw the ball and they can't throw the ball. Yeah. So. Um, that is fair. I'm going to still stick with my under. Yeah. You, you take your over. May the best man win. Yeah, hopefully. I don't I don't care if it's three to nothing and Louisville wins. It doesn't matter to me. Yeah. It's two to nothing and all we get to safety on them. I'll be fine with that. Very I, true. Yeah, I don't care how it comes. I don't care if it's the ugliest game of all time and Louisville wins. Louisville wins. That's all I care. Right. So, I am going to take Louisville. I'll say it's 42-34. Uh, 42-34. Okay. But moving on, that's really all we got this week. We were going to have an interview, but uh, he had to move to next week. So, I mean, it's really all the all the stuff we really got, but we got power moving beef left, though. The second and third best part. I don't know. I like lock of the week a lot, too. How are you feeling about lock of the week? I'd say lock of the week is not, not to sound bad. It's the worst of the four. Let, but let I do me like give you my power rankings. So my power rankings of our segments are going to be intro, number one. That's definitely not. That's Actually, that's number four. Lock of the week, number two. 
beef number three. No, no, no. I'm going to go power move because I'm co-creator of power move number three and beef number four. Well, I, you know, I had to put power move up there because I'm co-creator. Like, how can you have something that has the name of the podcast as the last one? Contractually, I'm obligated. You don't have a contract. Well, I didn't say with you. All right, let's get. I got two power. What's your moves. power? What's your rankings, dude? Uh, I would go beef one. Oh, you would. Uh, power move two. Lock Spoiler three. alert! Intro last. Oh, Intro's last. Shocker. It's there. move. It might move up the line though if you keep doing this. Who who am I though? Because yeah. the trivia is definitely moving it up there. It's a lot of effort. actually no. Well, intro's three because who am I is definitely saving the intro. Mm. It's a lot of effort. It's well worth it in my opinion. All right, so how many power moves you got? I got two, and they they correlate, so I could condense them down to one. So no, so I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll go with my first one, then you do your two, and then I'll do my last one. Hit me. All right, so is it? Wait, is that? I I can really hit you with your best shot. Oh, okay. Why don't you hit me with your best shot? All right, so uh, did you hear the uh, the story about the uh, hotel clerk in Paducah? Never met him. I never met him either. So. Is it him, though? No, it's a lady. Oh. So a, uh, a fella comes in rocking a uh, Alabama Crimson Tide toboggan mm. with a gun Yeah. to try to rob a hotel. Now, out of all the places you can rob, you know, I don't want to call the guy dumb because that's... Well, I mean, look at the guy. You can call him dumb. Ah. You, you choose to rob a hotel. Yeah, which more often than not is paid with... Actually, it's always paid with credit cards. I'm confused as to why this gentleman chose to rob a hotel, but please proceed. So, um, he comes in to rob the hotel, and uh, here's where it gets interesting. I don't know if it has any sound, so I'm just going to play the video for you so that you can see this because I've already watched it. Yeah. Uh, so, the fella sets... Uh, sets or the lady keeps putting the money on the counter and he sets the gun down yeah experienced robber here you see that you right. see he sets the gun down she's so, not a little lady either no she she a big lady oh. and uh, she's got some native american descent in her i'm probably did you see what just happened oh, there she's got good reflexes yeah so the guy sets the gun down and then he picks it up again and he's like putting money in the bag that she gave him and then uh he sets the gun back down again and the woman snatches it yeah and then turns the gun on the guy. So then the guy runs out of there. And then I guess he thinks in his mind, wait, she's not going to do anything. And runs back in and tries to hop over the counter. Uh-uh-uh, not today, buddy. Not today. She got Lady turns it on him and shoots at him and misses. Man. At least it looks like it. Shoot, she shoots at him. Pointed at the robbery, immediately ran away. Ran back into business, but the woman again pointed at him. As he ran out, getting away, to, actually, it doesn't say that he shot, but it definitely looked like she shot at him in the video. Based on the guy's reaction, it, it looked as if he was coming back to... Say, it looked like he was like, she ain't going to do anything. Yeah. And then Yeah, she, but why is he coming back is what I want to know. He clearly had already taken all of the money. Yeah, The I don't gun know. was still there, so maybe the gun was registered well, we in his name. we already figured out at the very beginning, yeah. this guy's robbing a hotel, so he's obviously not the brightest bulb. There's a lot of moving pieces here, and none of them make a ton of sense to me. But this is what I will say. Similar to Butterbean, that woman has some quick hands. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's see if I can find her name. Um, I'm not fighting her. I no. will not do it. She will win, 
and then she will probably stone cold stunner you. Uh, it does not give her name, but uh, my power move goes to the hotel clerk in Paducah, Kentucky. Uh, you did lose the money, but you won the war. The so. unnamed clerk in Paducah, Kentucky. Yeah, come on the podcast. Shout out. We love to hear the story. I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try to get that together. I was gonna say, you know, maybe you want to take her on a extracurricular activity. You're the one that's single, bro. Allegedly. All right, so let's hear yours. All right, so it is that time of the year, folks. I'm getting into it a little bit early, but basketball season is right around the corner, right? It is. And we've preseason's got, here, and we've got some NBA preseason action going on. So my first power move encompasses a couple of different things. It's going to be the evolution of the big man is what I'm going to title it as. Okay. But more so the three-point shooting of the big man. So mm-hmm. we had Steven Adams making three-pointers or a three-pointer. We had Andre Drummond shooting a three-pointer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a nice way to put it. I saw that shot. That was awful. <laughs> that was so bad. Well, when you know what he shoots from the free-throw line, you think in your head, mm, probably wouldn't want him shooting that shot, right? All right. Who would you rather shoot, him or Lonzo? Lonzo. Lonzo shoots worse than him from a free-throw line. Yeah, but from the three-point line, he does it. (laughs) (laughs) And your personal favorite, I'm a former fan of him, can no longer cheer for him, Mr. Bobby himself, Boban Marjanovic. Bobby, Bobo! Swooshing three from the top of the key. It does not surprise me, dude. I've seen the guy in action on 2K. Bobo. Butter. Just straight cash, homie. Yeah. So the evolution of the three-point game has hit us and hit us hard, and my good buddy, Mr. Ben Simmons, is on board. Oh, dude, I've seen that. And they acted as if he had just hit a game-winning shot Yes. upon making his first three-point shot. I loved his reaction. He's just like, are we really doing this? But Ben Simmons hits his first NBA three. Even though it's preseason, we're marking it down. Watch out for Ben Simmons. Watch out for the evolution of the big guy. And most importantly, don't watch out for the Cleveland Cavaliers this year. So that's your correlating power move? Well, I didn't correlate to the Cavs, but yes. So my my second power move is going to be the comments of Mr. Kevin Durant. Because – Typically, a power move would define something of powerful nature. But I would just like to agree with Mr. Kevin Durant because he was mentioning about how everybody thinks the New York Knickerbockers are a destination that a lot of players would like to go, and there's some type of attraction to that market. And he pretty much came out and called a spade a spade and said Knicks are not – Um, as popular with young players as what they once were. And Knicks are trash. I'm sorry for saying this. Yeah. This kind of reminds me of Indiana. Not to say that Indiana's trash, but, like, I feel like a lot of Indiana fans or that area just still think that Indiana still has that allure. They do. They're a good team. When's the last – they didn't even – no, they haven't made a tournament in, what, two or three years? Playoffs? I'm not talking about the Pacers. I'm talking about the Indiana Hoosiers. Hoosiers. I'm talking about the Indiana Hoosiers. Okay. You see what I mean now? Like, 
That's, Ooh, I that, was lost there. For no, a I was not talking about the Pacers. The Pacers are a good team. Yeah. Okay. I'm talking about the Indiana Hoosiers. That makes a lot more sense to me. I mean, do you see where I'm coming from yes, with that? Yes, I do. And I'm not. I'm not trying to crap on Indiana, but like that's the to me for you to be back in the good graces of you got to change something. Yeah. The Knicks, dude. Well, you in college, you call them blue bloods, right? Yeah. So typically, Indiana is thought of as a blue blood blood school, but if you're not winning games. At what point do you fall out of that? So the Knicks are not known as a blue blood because there's not blue bloods in the NBA, but they are a original NBA team, right? So, yeah. and very competitive team at points in the '90s. Since then, not so much. Yeah, and Indiana has good good teams every once in a while, but Indiana's not what they once were. Where it's like year in year out, hey, you can say they're probably in the conversation to make a Sweet 16, Final Four run. Yeah, you know, something like that. You don't think that anymore. Far from that. And I think it, it goes kind of with what Kevin Durant's saying. Like, you got to make a change somewhere. You got to freshen up. Like, the thing with Brooklyn is, is Brooklyn is modern. They have the jerseys that are going with stuff that are part of the hit. The Knicks still have the same jerseys they've always had. Indiana still has the same jerseys they've always had. And that's what I'm coming from. You, I mean, who's their who's their, uh, their their GM or their owner at the Knicks? Um, I forget his name. Dolan, James Dolan. Yeah, like he. It's like, man, you gotta think. You gotta get somebody in there that's young, fresh, that wants to do something. Kind of like how Louisville has gotten that ahead of the curve with the, the you know the Louisville live stuff or getting on social media more. Like that was one thing that Patino was not about. Patino hated social media. Right. He didn't want any of his players to be on. None of his players were allowed to be on social media. He did wear Yeezys. He did wear Yeezys. I'll give him credit on that one. Power. But it's like. Man, you gotta, you have to adapt. And there's some people, the Knicks being included, I'm agreeing with you 100% in calling that a power move as well. Yeah. I agree with what he's saying. The Knicks are stuck in the, even the 90s when they were good. They just, you haven't been good since the lockout year. Yeah. Really, that's the last time I can really remember the Knicks being a, a contender. And they were really the eighth seed or seventh or eighth seed that year and made it to the championship loss to the Spurs. Knicks are making all the wrong moves, though. Yeah. They're making moves that do make a little bit of sense at some points. Fizdale being their coach, that's the move that is a younger, hipper I love players Fizdale. coach. Yeah, I, I do. I love Fizdale. So that's their move that they're thinking is going to help them. The jerseys, they have done some other styles of jerseys. They've just not been good. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that doesn't work out to me. The last jersey that I liked for the Knicks was the Nate Robinson, J.R. Smith era, Amon Shumpert era, Amari Stoudemire era, Carmelo Anthony era. They had the basketball on there, and it said NYK on yeah, it. nice. Typically, I don't like those type of jerseys with initials. Those I could get on board yeah. with. But, yeah, Knickerbockers are not what they once were. It's not a NBA destination anymore. They need a free agent to come to them and to bring somebody else, and everything could change for them. But the way they've been drafting has been surprisingly decent. That's just not, not a market that you're going to develop players into a winning culture. So if I'm a player, I don't want to go to New York, um, especially not the Knicks, to go and play in that type of media circus. But L.A. is that same way, and both L.A.s are still a destination. I'm going to be honest with you, man. I don't. I think players are now seeing it's kind of like going to college. You don't have to go to these big media markets to be able to put your name out there now. Yeah. 
I mean, you look – I know every – pretty much every place that a team is in is still considered a big market. But everyone, when they talk about big markets, they talk about your New Yorks, your L.A.s, your Chicago's, your Miami – places like that. Yeah, Miami isn't even on that list, to be honest. Yeah, so – but you, you think of – Yeah. Think of Giannis. Giannis is making his – like, Giannis is probably – if he's not, he's in the conversation for most popular player outside of LeBron. No, to me, the most popular player is the gentleman who also is a smaller market guy, and that's Steph Curry. Like, you do not oh, think yeah. of the Bay Area. I, I didn't think about that. Yeah, he did have uh, jersey sales, top one for that. Yeah, I didn't even think about well, uh, Steph well, Curry. Well, well, well known. And then, yeah. obviously, OKC had Westbrook. You know, they yeah. had KD previously. Harden and, and Houston. Like, that's yeah. the thing. Like, I think guys are starting to see now, like, man, I don't have to go there to do that anymore. Yeah. The I, NBA I think is so far helps. ahead of, of everything. Uh, John and, and Tony and I were talking about this the other The NBA is so far ahead in marketing and just everything as far as um, how their players are and everything. So far ahead of everyone, every other sporting yeah. or pro sports. Surprisingly enough, though, I think NFL is at a disadvantage because how do you market people with – helmets on yeah you, that's you know tough. what i'm saying that that makes it more difficult and then obviously baseball is just not america's pastime yeah. anymore so my bad for interrupting you we I'll, you did not interrupt me interrupt me you contributed to my power move and that's greatly appreciated all right in summary shout out to kd shout out to his power move of saying that the knicks are not as cool as what they think they are and that younger players are not interested in that market. Yeah. All right, so my other power move. I'm sure you heard this story. Um, the St. Saint, St. Thomas team, did you hear about this team, the Division Three team? Uh, I've heard of them. Mm-hmm. St. Thomas uh, out of Minnesota were kicked out of Division Three, And you may say, okay, well, why that's a power move? They were kicked out of Division Three because of dominance. Supposedly. Uh, they haven't played a game in, I think, since, like, September 1st or something. And they won, like, 70 to – it was bad. It was like – they scored, like <laughs> – they beat a team last year – or in 2017, 97 to nothing. Oh. Yeah, they won a game earlier this year. It was, like, 70 to 20 or something. 74 to 20, so – Keeping uh, that goose egg. Yeah, so my power move goes to – St. Thomas, move yourself on up to Division One, even though you didn't really want to. So keep Moving dominating on and move up. move on up. It's amazing how something like that can happen. Yeah, <laughs> you can beat that bad. I'd probably quit too. Hurts the egos. Pretty so bad. how many how many beefs you got? You got a beef? I got a beef. So do I. You want me to go first? Don't matter to me. You've had some good ones recently. I'll go ahead and drop mine right. on it, right? And I think this is a beef that you can get on board with. And many people at home listening can get on board left with. What I want to do is I want to title this. And I'm going to go ahead and title this beef, Left Lane is Go, Right Lane is Slow. So I'm about sick and tired of these Ninny Miggins muggers, as Will Ferrell would like to say, an elf. Cotton, cotton-headed Ninny Muggins? Yes. Okay. Stopping up the left lane, elephant racing, and stopping me from getting from point A to point B in the most efficient manner possible. 
this is a crazy thing about it. I got no problem with you going whatever speed you want to go, right? Please, if you want to do 45 on a highway, you know, luckily we live in America, and that is your right, my friend. Do it in the right lane. Do it in the middle lane if it's three, if it's three lanes. No, do it in the right lane. No, because, hey, what if I want to get off on the exit? I'm not trying to get stuck behind some slow guy that's trying to stay on the highway. Well, then do it look, in the middle lane. I got a suggestion for you. Learn how to drive, bro. That's fair. Whip the ghost ride the whip up in front of them, swing it around them, hit that exit and do what you need to do. But beef of the week, do not get in my way in the left lane if you want to go the speed limit, below the speed limit, or only 4.75 miles per hour over the speed limit. The left lane is for 6 to 72 miles per hour over the speed limit. Fair enough. Thank you. Fair enough. So, um, in conclusion, get out of my way. Don't drive slow in the fast lane. Thank you. It, that you could have left it at that. Left lane is go. Right lane is slow. Fair enough. All right. So, um, I'm sure you heard this story because you would consider yourself somewhat of a Penn State fan. Savant. Well. Um, one of the uh, players for Penn State, Antonio Shelton. Or you didn't have to name him. No, because he didn't do anything wrong. Antonio Shelton, number 55, defensive tackle for Penn State. Yeah. Posts a picture of a letter um, from an alumni of Penn State. And when you first when you first start reading the letter, you're like, okay, this is actually kind of nice. And then he gets it. So I'm going to read the entire letter, and then I'm going to break down how I feel about it. Oh, great. So, it says, Dear Jonathan, my wife and I are proud older graduates of Penn State. We follow all Penn State sports, football, wrestling, volleyball, gymnastics, basketball. We love it all. I played all sports in my younger days, still played full court basketball into my 50s, loved the competition, but never had the size or talent to reach your level, though, though the desire was there. So far, okay, nice letter. Well, he's playing gymnastics? That's kind of interesting. Uh, Yeah, he did. I guess he no, he said he follows gymnastics. Yeah, but he said he plays all sports. So he mentioned yeah. he followed gymnastics. So to me, he plays gymnastics. So he said, though, this, though the athletes of today are, are certainly superior to those in my days, we miss the clean-cut young men and women from those days. This is when it starts to take a turn. Watching the Idaho game on TV, we couldn't help but notice your, well, awful hair. <laughs> Surely there must be mirrors in the locker room, don't you? Don't you have parents or a girlfriend who've told you those shoulder-length dreadlocks look disgusting and are certainly not attractive? We congratulate you on your game against Pitt, but you need to remember you represent all Penn Staters, both current and those alumni from years past. We would welcome the reappearance of dress codes for athletes. You will certainly be playing on Sunday in the future, but we have stopped watching the NFL due to the disgusting tattoos, awful hair, and immature antics in the end zone. Players should act as though they've been there before. For the glory, Dave Peterson. Tattoos affect whether you've been there before. And so Apparently does so style. does hair. Yeah. Apparently so does celebrating with your teammates. Well, that one I'm on board with. If you're not taunting the other team and you're celebrating with your teammates, I don't have a problem with it at all. Yeah, I actually don't have any problem with anybody celebrating. I just won't do it. Here's where I'm at, man. Tell me. It's 2019. Currently, it is, it is 2019. 2019. 
if you are still stuck in the 60s to where you think that everyone should be, oh, I'm clean cut and all this, who cares? Why is this a big deal? You know what the craziest thing is? What's that? He wasn't even born in the 60s. Who? This player? No, the guy. I'm sure he was. No, he's in his 50s. He said, I played into my 50s. Oh, uh, I yeah, thought he said no. He said I played into my fifties. He said he still was playing in the. No, he 50s. said I played basketball into my fifties. No, I don't know why that's necessary to tell people that you play basketball. Yeah, I still into your still 50s. played full court basketball into my fifties. Mm, I so, thought he said I still play, played and play, or you know, yeah, subtle difference. I don't know. I mean, if you don't like it, I mean, you could just turn it off. The fact that you are judging someone by the type of hair that they have. And determining what type of person that person is by the type of hair they have. First off, let's just take this one. Let's take this one and throw it to the side. Let's say someone had some type of deficiency that made their hair grow in a certain way, and you didn't like it. Would you then write a letter to that guy? Yes. You see? What, oh, like, am I supposed to say no? No. Like you see what I'm saying? Like it, there's where do you come off saying something like that? Yeah. Like it. It doesn't make sense to me. To know that they took the time and effort to write this gentleman a letter yeah, is very intriguing to me because I feel as if their spare time might be abundant. And apparently, I, I mean, I may need to, to uh, search this to make sure, uh, but I heard he doubled down and wrote another letter. <laughs> And I'm being serious, like, he... Uh, One wasn't enough. No, because of the outrage that had happened. Because uh, James Franklin came out and obviously sided with this player. Shocker. As he should. Um, but apparently the guy said uh, something to the effect of, we need to get back to recruiting players that Penn State's recruited in the past. We've always looked good not recruiting players like uh, Florida State and Miami does. This is what I want to know. Does he want to win or does he want to look good? <laughs> Dude, like what? That, yes. Now, I think you can do both, and I think his definition of look good is not what my definition is look good. But I will take the ugliest guy in the room on my team. And I'm not a dude judger. So you can tell me who the ugliest person in the room is. And if we're winning, so be it, my friend. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I just can't believe that there's somebody out there now that, uh, okay, I think this is the one I found. It. Uh, he, he said he stands by his letter. It's what he told a uh, Dave Peterson, Penn State fan, tells player to cut his dreadlocks and letter. Football fan who sent the letter of safety said um, he should cut off his dreadlocks because they're unprofessional. Uh, yeah, and he says he stands by it. He says that Peterson has a history of writing similar letters to newspapers in Pennsylvania, including criticizing people with tattoos, saying that they should only they should only be on people in prison or drug gangs. <laughs> Sounds like this guy's very intelligent, man. Very, very intelligent. Oh, man. But, so, hey, shout out to him for still writing a letter instead of using email. He typed it. He didn't handwrite it, so he's still lazy. Mm. But he sent it through the mail. 
He graduated from Penn State in 1966. Hey, that's what year I graduated. So he's 78 years old. So he was born in the 60s. Yeah. So. They teach her own. That's, that's my beef. So. Um, you know what? I do think he does deserve the freedom of speech to have his opinion. I don't think he needs to reach out to individuals and give them his end of, his opinion. Agreed. I also think. In my personal opinion, I have the freedom of speech, and I choose to disagree with what he said. Yeah. But to each our own. I, I just, think you should always have the freedom of speech unless it brings down someone else, which I think is pretty much what you're saying. Well, no, I, I do think you should have that freedom of speech. I think if you do choose to degrade other people and demoralize them, then you're not a good human being. Well, what so, I, to what each I, their own. I heard a comedian say, and he said that, you know, the, the, the uh, First Amendment was— Freedom of speech, right? And it's no, it's no uh, coincidence that the second is the right to bear arms. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. It's like, yeah, I can say yeah. what I want, but yeah, I probably need to go. Yeah. <laughs> so keep your mouth closed if you've got a guy who's armed and ready. Yeah. So we need Patty from Paducah. Yes. Yeah. Whatever. Yes, Patty from Paducah. I am going to try to find her. I'm going to try to get her on the podcast. Legitimately, her name for real could be Patty. That would she, be awesome. She looked like she was a Patty. Yeah. I mean, what would you guess? Maybe a Susan? Uh, Karen. Karen is, you know what? Statistically, that's a good guess. Karen. And I also could see a little bit of Karen in her. Yeah. Karen, for sure. That's yeah. definitely a Karen. Yeah. But maybe a Stephanie, but probably not. Man, I don't know what to do with myself, man. This is the shortest episode we've had in a while. Yeah. That's okay. I think a lot of good content was in there for a lot of people. So I much like, more room for activities. I like to think my three lock of the weeks will be the highlight of this episode. Yeah, I need to get home because I'm sure you'll be happy about this, but I got to get to watch the Nationals game. Oh, can't wait. Already down one run, the uh, leadoff home run for the Dodgers is what I saw. Yeah. So. Oh, it's before we go home. Oh, no, wow, down two runs. This ain't good. Yeah, that's what you get. But before we go home, I had Jets pizza for mm-hmm. the first time. What in the world? What about it? I mean, that's what you call pizza? It's okay. I wouldn't call it. It's not a place that I would choose. You know what I call it? I call it glorified uh, Little Caesars deep dish. If there was any such thing as pizza being a sandwich, that's the most dough pizza I've ever had in my life. I can see that. And there was no sauce on it, and the cheese was just okay. No, the cheese was like, like it it froze when it got cold. And was like plastic. Very interesting pizza. I'm guessing you have one close to your work. No, it, we just had it. Yeah, we yeah. were donated some Jets pizza. Jets pizza is okay. Like I said, I I wouldn't choose it if I was choosing places. No. Just but. wanted to give them a opposite of a shout out. <laughs> Disappointed. So, so they're your cluckers of pizza, for me. I, I mean, this is the thing to me. Like, you put it in front of me and you give it to me for free, mm, I'm putting it down. Yeah. And I like the concept of the deep dish. You know, those edges were nice, crisp, and crunchy. Poorly executed, Jets. Poorly <laughs> executed. Well, that's pretty much all we got. Should have an interview next week, um, which is going to be a good one. I can't wait. It always is good whenever he gets together with us. Um, so... 
some of you guys know who it is. I think we've even said it already, who we said was going to be coming on. But either way, guys, keep liking, keep sharing. Get warm now, man. It's the, and you were almost right, by the way, yeah. with calling with the weather on Harvest Homecoming because it was supposed to rain at first, but I think they have now retracted that. Yeah. Hopefully it warms up. I am going to be out Harvest Homecoming, so if you see us out and about, say hey. Yeah. Hopefully I'm going to try some different food there, some assorted food. You know, I've realized I've never really embraced Harvest Homecoming. I love Harvest Homecoming. Yeah. You know, one time I had a friend who borrowed a box of Snickers from there, and then we helped sell those Snickers around Harvest Homecoming. And I think I made about $33.75 that evening. But How much did you all sell them for? I don't recall. I think it was a dollar a piece. But if you told me you were going to give me 75 cents, I was going to take it. How many was in this thing? I think 30 or 32. If you sold them for a dollar, then you you didn't make that. You all split it. I don't recall the exact occurrence. It's probably a good thing I don't recall it. But I just remember somehow my buddy had a box of Snickers. And I know he didn't go to the store and bought a box of Snickers, and I wanted money to buy a deep-fried Snickers. So we sold those Snickers. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, if you see us out, let you know, say something to us, like he said. Buy us a turkey leg. Buy us some donuts. Oh, I know. I, to, I, to, I think I told you this last year. I know a guy works at the donut thing. I do, too. Do you? For the... The the one that's always packed? Yeah, the Masons. Yeah, the Masons. Yeah. They're free, but their donuts are not. Oh, the one. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> you got me there. I was like, what? <laughs> their donuts are still pretty cheap, though. I think they're only like three bucks or something. A donut? No. You get, I think it's like three bucks. You get like five of them. Oh, I don't know because I've never waited in that line. No, but I see my buddy, I, I work with my buddy, and yeah. he'll shoot me a text whenever they're doing like a practice run. Yeah. And I was for a little over here, give me some. For free? Uh, he did give me some for free last time, but the other time I gave him money. What do they need to practice? They perfected they just, the art of donut making. Yeah, but they don't. They only do it for Harvest Homecoming, so you got to get it. No, they do it another time as well, too. Yeah, the, the parade. There's some other times, too, I'm telling you. Well, they just like to get warmer. Uh, uh, you can never practice too much. Plus, sure. you, you make money, so. I used to have a lot of practice making donuts at Donuts Galore and more. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, hopefully Louisville gets the win. Hopefully North Carolina doesn't lose to the bye week. Mm. Uh, hopefully the Nationals win the night. And I think that's really all we got, man. Go Eagles. Go, yeah, Portland Christian. Fly, Eagles, fly. Um, but, yeah, as always, beef out. Peace.